0: Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Saturday, August 5th, 2017. This is episode 45, Nine Ways to Improve Your Teaching. With the school year coming up very quickly, I thought it would be great to have a podcast episode for all the teachers out there. And not just music teachers. These... Approaches are going to be able to help everyone. Some of the things I'm going to mention might be geared a little more towards the specials teachers or the specialists, meaning those instructors who only see the students once or twice a week. Nevertheless, here are nine ways that you can improve your teaching in the classroom. Number one, have a fresh start to every day. This has to do with your own mindset. It is inevitable that you will always have students who are going to try your patience in whatever way. It might be their behavior, it might be their inability to retain or just simply learn material, attention span, There are so many different things. It's extremely important to reset the mind and enter every new day with a new mindset. Very, very important, and I think a lot of people forget that sometimes they don't mean to, they may hold grudges against students or bring up past situations. Don't focus on the past, focus on the present and the future. Number two, use more advanced vocabulary. One of the things I started to do more and more over the past 10 years was use words that were far more advanced than the grade level I was teaching. I find that when I do that in class, and I'll also, of course, educate the students on the words along the way, it really gives you a lot more credibility as a teacher. When you can throw out the word plethora in class, and a student has never heard that word before in second grade, there's nothing wrong with being able to take a moment doesn't have to be every day, maybe once a week or so, where you're just talking about certain types of words that you may or may not use every day in your vocabulary. It's going to certainly help your students. Number three, use a different seating arrangement. Are you a teacher who always has the same type of seating arrangements in your classroom? Do you prefer to have the four desks together to form groups? Do you prefer what we can call kind of an old-fashioned classroom setup where all the desks are in rows and you have maybe five or six in each column and five or six rows across? Whatever the case is, do something that is just completely different. Maybe just put the, the chairs or, or, the, or the desks in a circle, put them in some type of weird shape. If you're doing something in math, maybe you're doing something in geometry, for instance, and you decide to put all of them in a certain shape. Just to throw out just a suggestion. Number four, more visual teaching. The cold, hard reality is most people learn much better visually than orally. Even if you're in a situation where you might be a music teacher that's teaching on a stage, and you so you don't actually have a quote-unquote classroom, use visual aids in the room as often as possible. It's really key because there are a lot of kids who will be just nodding their heads, but they're really not completely understanding everything that you're saying when you just keep on talking and talking and talking. Number five, don't go near your phone. This means the moment that you get into school, until you leave school at the end of the day, Don't go near your phone. Don't look at Facebook. Don't go on Instagram or Snapchat. Don't send any texts out. Nothing. Unless it's a situation in which you have to communicate with someone. You're a parent who needs to get in touch with your kids. Whatever the case may be, try to go through the entire day without using your phone. Most days that I teach, I don't look at my phone at all. I've even had days where the phone has even been put into uh, airplane mode or I've turned the phone off altogether. Number six, emphasize good decision-making. We are in a society right now loaded with people making bad decisions. No matter what your feelings are on the government, or all the violence in the world and all the tragedies and all the terrorism and the terrible things that we see going on every single day. Just spend some time each week, even if it's just for a minute, and emphasize good decision making with your kids. Seven, allow other adults into your classroom. I'm going to tell you the power of having other adults in your room this could be team teaching this could be you inviting another class into your room it could be a college student who simply wants to observe you most schools don't usually allow parents and I'm usually hesitant to have parents come into the room either because well there are a lot of reasons for that I'm not going to get into that that's for another podcast Here's the reason why you want to have adults in your classroom from time to time. Kids of all ages love seeing adults in education interact with each other. There's something about that, and I learned that about 20 years ago from one of my mentors, and it absolutely holds true. They're fascinated when they see two adults or three adults, or four adults in the classroom, especially if the visiting adult is taking an interest in what's going on in the classroom. I'll give you an example. Last school year, I decided to just pop into a math class with some fifth graders. Just popped into the room. Unexpected, unannounced, just went back there. The teacher knew that I would be stopping by at some point, and he said he didn't really care when the whole dynamic of the class changed. He had actually, he was a a first year teacher, was having some issues with his classroom management. My simple presence in the room improved the behavior of the children. They didn't want to disappoint me. When I was now seeing them in in an element that wasn't music, where I was seeing them in, in a different type of light, and at my next music class, Every single kid said, why did you come into our class? And it was actually a wonderful discussion. It, and it turned out to be a game changer for him in terms of his classroom management and what he was able to get out of it. And he did reciprocate. He also came into my class and also observed. Allowing other adults into the classroom and more importantly, interacting with them right there in the middle of class, priceless. Number eight. Number eight. Play any type of music. If you need some proof of this, put a Google search in uh, that has to do with Mozart or other forms of classical music. Playing them in the background while students are doing whatever activity. Everybody loves music. Now, this doesn't mean to go and put on something that's in pop culture today that might be inappropriate, but even just calm, soothing music in the background can really change the whole dynamic of the class. And if you don't feel comfortable enough, this is a great way to interact with your music teacher or other colleagues and ask them for advice. And number nine, and most importantly, be compassionate. We all have our own agendas and our ideas and our lesson plans. We have more stress than ever as teachers to accomplish whatever it is we need to accomplish. We are in a society now where results are everything. Grades are everything. Test scores are everything. Here's what doesn't change and has never changed. These are still children. And children have very real issues. You need to always be sensitive. It should be the one of the primary reasons that you decided to enter education. Be compassionate. Be aware. If you see that a kid's having a bad day, that's the time that you need to back off. And if you're there for that child, he or she will remember it for the rest of their life. I hope these suggestions are going to help you i wish all of the teachers well and i hope you all have a wonderful start to your school year